0: Dementia Researcher with a blogger narrating. People from culturally diverse backgrounds, particularly those that don't speak English, tend to be excluded from dementia research. This is a pressing issue considering the disparities associated with these populations accessing information about dementia, diagnostic support, interventions and care services in highly multicultural places like Australia, the UK and USA. Seeing the impacts of these gaps in our own communities inspired our team to make dementia research accessible, inclusive and equitable. We're now sharing the lessons that we've learnt so that other teams can intentionally embrace diversity and avoid the hiccups that we encountered. So let's look at how we embraced diversity in our own team. We started promoting inclusivity within our own research team, comprising of people from Macedonian, Spanish and Arabic speaking backgrounds. This experience rippled into our work with multicultural communities. We unpacked each other's acculturation experiences, traditions, communication styles and work ethic to appreciate effective collaboration. For example, during Ramadan, a holy month of fasting, introspection and prayer for our Muslim team members, we shifted our productivity period to the morning hours to address the afternoon fatigue felt during fasting. This also meant scaling back our research efforts with the communities that were honouring Ramadan, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later. In other examples, we leveraged bilingualism to facilitate recruitment, meetings, dementia education sessions for communities, and translating communications like this blog post, which we made available in Spanish as well. We leaned on these practices of understanding each other, collaborating in flexible, accessible ways to engage non-English speaking people in dementia research. So we're going to talk you through why and how we should embrace diversity in dementia research, um, giving you the Australian perspective on this issue. So for us, approximately 45% of Australians are culturally and linguistically diverse with 21% of the population speaking a language other than English at home. The most common languages are Arabic, Cantonese, Mandarin, and Vietnamese. Despite this, dementia research often neglects the needs and perspectives of these individuals. We thus decided to focus our efforts on one of the most multicultural parts of Australia, Southwestern Sydney, where non-English speaking people represent 54% of the population. Yes, that's right, they are the majority. The large presence of these communities highlighted the need to conduct dementia research in a culturally sensitive and accessible way, taking into account health literacy barriers. Here's how we managed to build capacity for culturally inclusive dementia research. When engaging with the Arabic community, an essential first step was addressing how to talk about dementia. The Western medical notion of dementia does not translate well in Arabic. It just doesn't. The Arabic terminology for dementia, which is haraf, translates to unravelled or loss of mind, and this has negative connotations surrounding mental illness. The research team leader, Dr. Diana Karamakoska, spent time building relationships with Arabic seniors groups by attending their gatherings, delivering bite-sized presentations, and ensuring that bilingual members were present to facilitate clear communication using simple, clear, concise, and plain language. They also shared that the term Alzheimer's disease was becoming more accepted in their home countries because it describes a physical brain illness. We took this on board for our dementia education pro- program, badging it as a memory information session that discussed Alzheimer's disease as one of the causes of memory loss, among other symptoms, and briefly acknowledged the stigma associated with dementia and off. Other considerations included being aware of cultural and religious obligations that members of the Arabic community may take part in that can affect how they engage with research. For example, recruiting during Ramadan may not be ideal as it is considered a holy month where individuals prioritise worship over everything else. Participation may also become overwhelming both physically and mentally because of fasting. So participation and integration with the Vietnamese community was important in ensuring people were receptive to dementia education and research. Our team employed a Vietnamese-speaking researcher to get us involved in local events celebrating Vietnamese culture and to help connect us with associations and service providers. The community appreciated it when the lead researcher, Dr. Diana Karamakoska, attended events as they value the initiative an academic expert has taken to engage with them. When it came to participating in surveys, however, length and literacy levels became a barrier for the elderly Vietnamese people. We've had to rethink our protocols as a result and have now included an option for verbal or oral forms of communication in the research process, such as obtaining informed consent and conducting the surveys. In regards to the Chinese community, our capacity to work with Cantonese and Mandarin speaking people was built through partnerships through two aged care service providers who were passionate about dementia and advocacy. The service providers volunteered bilingual workers to be involved in our co-creation research efforts from designing a dementia education program, translating the resources, facilitating in language sessions with the academic expert, evaluating impact right through to dissemination with a conference presentation and plain language report. They also informed us of the dementia awareness campaigns that they had heard about in China, when new terms for dementia, such as degenerative disease and neurocognitive impairment were being introduced to replace the original term, which is so highly stigmatized. We incorporated these new terms into our materials so that people could share the information with their loved ones in China. So in summary, when working with diverse communities, it is important to be open-minded and flexible in your approach. If you are feeling resistance, it is a sign that you should consider how your approach is being received by the group that you want to work with. Speaking to the populations you wish to engage with, valuing their input and intricacies will wield results and help you connect beyond a research level. Following the academic rulebook of participant recruitment and engagement did not work for us. So engross yourselves in these cultures leverage existing structures or services where possible, and build meaningful relationships that will benefit their people and, by extension, your research. I just want to give a big shout-out to my amazing team, Gabriela Caballero, Iman Shatnawi, Nusra Ali, Floor Sanabria Vasquez, and Jeanette Woodward. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.